My name is Timothy, and today we're talking about copywriting best practices. Copywriting is always the most difficult pain point when I talk about a website rebuild with a new lead or a customer of my website agency. They always say, I don't have time to write this copy or I hate copywriting, and it's a big stumbling block. So today we're talking about, well, first of all, what we do to help our clients, and second of all, what you can do if you take on the big challenge of writing your own copy. It is a challenge, but follow these best practices and you'll be miles ahead of your competition. Let's see what I've got to say in this episode of Website Agency Secrets, Copywriting Best Practices. All right. Uh, well, so first of all, I've just got to say last episode of Website Agency Secrets, I had a lot of audio issues because I, I'm a very, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm a very, I, I'm very expressive. I use my hands a lot. I touch the desk. And so uh, anyway, I kept on hitting the mic and um, I had a lot of mic hits. Really frustrating. Thank you for powering through last episode. If you did listen to it, which you should, it's about staff page optimization. Um, but I went ahead and got this great mic arm. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it in all of its glory. I love it. It's great. And now I can be expressive. I can touch my desk and it doesn't mess up the audio. So uh, yeah, that's my present to myself. Uh, let's dive into copywriting best practices. Uh, I love copywriting. It's a skill that I have. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it is uh, for a lot of marketers, uh, like a rite of passage, like you got to be able to write good package, uh, sorry, good um, copy, if you're going to be a compelling marketer. But many of you all are not marketers, you are entrepreneurs, you are business owners, you are local business owners, and you are a special like you have a specialty in what it is that you do. And so copywriting for many of you is a huge challenge, um, but I would, I would encourage you to watch this episode because uh, every entrepreneur writes some copy somehow. Um, you're always going to have sales opportunities. And whether it's writing for your website or whether it's meeting some random person at a networking event, this copywriting can also bleed into the way that you talk about your business. And um, I think you're going to get a lot of good nuggets. So what is the issue? Well, first of all, copywriting is an art that can make or break your website's conversion rates. A beautiful website that loads quickly that, but says the wrong thing won't convert. And a terrible website that says the right thing oftentimes will. Uh, local websites especially need to also incorporate search engine optimization strategies. So how do you balance writing the, white, or the right words with uh, incorporating your strategic keywords. It's an art and I'll show you some examples. Um, and like I already mentioned, copywriting is commonly ranked as one of the most difficult things for small to medium sized businesses to do when building their website. Uh, and so it usually results in little to no copy um, and little to no copy is a bad thing. <laughs> copywriting is the art of not talking about yourself. The quality of your copy is a direct reflection of how well you know your customer base. Tweet this paragraph. I swear I'm going to make it a Facebook post after this uh, to promote this podcast episode. And look, if you've listened through my episodes, I will say this until I am right in the face. Marketing is not about you. Your marketing is about your customers. The more you know your customers, the better your marketing is. And so your copywriting is just another part of your marketing. Your copywriting is how well can you talk about your customers? So um, 
why do we always talk about ourselves? Like if you go to write down a paragraph about your business, it's going to be mostly about yourself. And why do we always talk about ourselves when we, when our fingers hit the keyboards? Uh, well, first of all, it's easy. Um, when we talk about ourselves, it's the easy way out. It's much easier to talk about ourselves than to talk about someone else. Um, it comes front of mind. It's also, it's just less work, right? But then I think it's, let's appreciate the fact that if you're an entrepreneur, you're a narcissist. You've got to be a little crazy to go out on this mission of starting a local business. Like, like just, is that true? Like, are you relating to that? Do you feel me? <laughs> because we're all a little crazy, us entrepreneurs, but crazy people change the world. And that's why I believe as Russell Brunson says, the people that will change the world are going to be the entrepreneurs. And so you've got to be a little bit narcissist because when everyone says you can't do it, you know who says you can do it? You. You believe in yourself and that's why you're an entrepreneur. So you got to have a little narcissism to be an entrepreneur um, because you have to believe what you have to offer is incredible. Like if you didn't believe in what you were doing or the product you were selling or making, um, then you wouldn't be doing it what gives you that drive and that passion is that you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing. And so that is why it is so easy to then talk about yourself in our copywriting. It's like we default to, well, why do I do what I do? And I'll show you some examples of how this plays out. Um, when I look at a, at a website example, but first in order to migrate our copywriting away from ourselves and into our customers, you have to identify your customer's main pain points. Your customer's main pain points can be discovered by doing the following three things. Number one, identify what problems do your customers have? Like actually write them down. Take out a pen and paper and write down five things. What problems do they have? Then I want you to write another five things of how would your customers feel when you solve their, their, their problems? Okay, so if you're a gym which is a lot of my customers, what problems do they have? Uh, well, they have, um, they're maybe overweight. They don't feel well. They don't have the physique they want. They don't have the ability to maybe do a specific thing. Like I remember there's a commercial that came out that went viral online, which was for a gym. And all it was, was the story of a grandpa, like practicing and training so he could lift up his granddaughter to put a star on top of a Christmas tree. So like that customer, his desire is overcoming physical ailment and gaining strength to um, participate in a family activity to the fullest extent. Uh, and how does he feel when he does that? Like try to actually write that. He feels accomplished. He feels um, strong. He feels pride. He feels... Um, like he's, I know it sounds like super prideful, but like, just go there, like better than other people, better than the norm. Um, you know, so to talk through that, think through what will they feel if the problems are solved? Let's say you're a service provider. Let, let's say you're a plumber. I had a plumber come to my house today. So how does he feel when my problems are solved? He feels helpful. He feels like an expert. He feels like he can charge premium because he did charge me premium. <laughs> Um, he feels like he, uh, is actually solving homeowners issues and enhancing my life. Like he made my life better because now my toilet works. Um, so like, I know that sounds like interesting to say a plumber made my life better, but guess what? That's one less thing on my mind that I got to deal with. And guess what? My wife is happy. Like, does that play into your consumers? Like, like if you solve, uh, one of your customers problems, does their significant other increase joy in them, <laughs> you know? Um, and then second of all, what other solutions have they already tried? Did I try to DIY that plumbing issue? 
Um, did I watch YouTube videos until my data plan ran a- ran out? Um, uh, on the in the fitness niche, uh, did I try to DIY at my ever at my twenty four hour fitness gym um, and not see results? Did I try my YouTube video training home tutorials? Did I spend three thousand dollars on a Peloton bike and then give up on it because it was too hard and I didn't have the motivation? Like, what other solutions have they tried? Uh, and then, if they're in the market, which they are because they're researching local businesses like yours. Um, what is their story? Like if write down five examples and when you're done writing those five examples, go back and write another bonus one on, on top of them. Usually that sixth one is that magic one, but really this is a brain exercise. And if you are struggling to come up with these, um, it would be the time to get to know your customers a little bit better. And you can do that by conducting polls, by talking to your customers about these things. Like, Hey, what are your main problems that you're looking to solve? How do you feel now that you've done this? And it might feel awkward for you to ask how your customers feel, but it's kind of something you have to do as an entrepreneur if you really want to serve your customers at the right top level. Um, Okay, once you've gone through this exercise, that's going to help frame what it is that we write about on your website. And this is an example of something that will evolve. So before doing this exercise, there was a BJJ gym. It said this, Austin's best BJJ gym, get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. Okay, so why did they write this? Well, because it was the adventure of the owner's lifetime to open up his own BJJ gym, (laughs) right? And then how did he evolve it after this exercise? Okay, equipping Austin's community with top BJJ training, get stronger and defend yourself. So he discovered the need was, I'm looking for... Uh, an experienced quality gym in my area. I don't want to go to some Joe Schmo's basement and roll around with some weirdos. BJJ, if you don't know, is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, so you roll around. That just to be clear. So, so they're looking for the top Jiu-Jitsu school in their area, um, and they're obviously in Austin, and they want to be part of a community. Uh, and then, on a personal note, his his customers they were number one looking to gain strength and get stronger both mentally and physically and they were also looking on how to feel as if they were would be capable of defending themselves in any sort of situation right so incorporating those two which which one of these headlines do you think is going to convert higher well obviously the second one because the adventure of a lifetime is achieved when they get their top jiu-jitsu training and they get stronger and they defend themselves. But that adventure of a lifetime is ill-defined. Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. you got to call it out. Another way to come up with good copywriting is to use uh, something that I call, which is the three-step uh, motivation. And what I call it three-step motivation, um, but... I read this in a book one time. I'm going to be honest with you. I read a lot of books, so I don't really remember what book it came from, but you read any copywriting book, this thing might come up. The, th- um, the three areas that people get motivated on, and people are very different. Some people get motivated because of fear. What happens if they don't take action? For example, for the BJJ club, don't get caught ill-prepared. Like, Imagine how you'll feel. Like You know a situation is going to be coming up, and you want to be prepared. Don't let, like, like beat the situation to it. Like, you know something's going to happen. You want to be prepared. Go ahead and take action. What happens if you aren't ready? That's fear. Logic. Okay. The lat like, 90% of people that try jujitsu 
end up staying for five years or more because it actually changes their lives. In fact, look at all these smart, wonderful celebrities that use jujitsu in their training. So that would be like a logic. Um, and then scarcity is like, um, hey, I'm running a promotion for the next two weeks. Um, take action now. Or you can say, hey, I only have you know five people available to train this month. You can be one of the five. So that so you can actually rotate these in the same page on your website. So uh, if you're struggling to come up with like compelling call to actions, think about these three things: a fear, logic, and scarcity. And and frankly, um, as people read through your pages, they might respond to one of these over another, and and they can all mix and match. Some people need a combination of those two things or three things in order to convert. So you can think through those three things, fear, logic, and scarcity when writing your best, your copy um, to help create compelling messages that your audience will respond to. And then as a general rule of thumb, which never forget, include call to actions. <clears throat> it's like if you say something that's fear-based or logic-based or scarcity-based and then you don't have a call to action, then it's like leading someone to water and not saying drink. Like you, you have to tell them to do something. So Always remember, include a call to action, a big old nice button that tells them what you want them to do. If you need help with call to actions, guess what? I've got an episode on that called Call to Action Best Practices. Scroll back on your on your podcast or YouTube feed and you'll find it. Okay, so once you've been able to get your head out of your own head and get into your customer's head to write some compelling copy, if you're a local business owner, which this podcast is geared towards, uh, you had to include some SEO best practices. So let's talk about these things and I'll show an example of it. Um, so first of all, SEO, if you don't know, it's search engine optimization. It is the art and science of finessing Google's algorithms to get them to display your website when someone searches for your goods or services. So to be clear, consumers that are unfamiliar with your brand will be searching your services. And when they search your services, they are asking the question, who is the best brand to use? So if you're a fitness gym or a martial arts studio, uh, people are going to be searching martial arts near me or personal trainer in your city. Um, one of the best ways to rank high is by utilizing your blog. The blog is definitely something um, that uh, people shy away from because they <laughs> think it's going to be like writing a dissertation or some sort of like exam, uh, like, a, like a paper or something, but it's not. Like your blog can be considered like the bulletin board of what's going on at your business. Uh, it can be as simple as customer of the month, or you can use this great blog post, which um, I have another podcast called uh, Blogging for SEO. I don't think I've released it yet, but I will soon. Um, and I'll talk about this practice. You can go and you can write a blog post and title it the 10 best your services in your city. Um, so like if you're a yoga studio, like the 10 best yoga classes in Winston-Salem, like, and I, it's going to rank like that. It's going to be great. <laughs> and you can do that for any, like the, like the 10 best uh, plumbing services in Winston-Salem and then, or the 10 best plumbers in Winston-Salem. And then the 10 people are your staff. <laughs> like that could be your blog post. Uh, don't be afraid of more pages. You definitely want a lot of content on your website that gives Google uh, more content to crawl. So imagine your website is like a book and you're, um, and you're in a library and all the books are all the different websites and Google is the librarian. Okay. And me as the searcher, I walk into the library. I ask the librarian, where can I find a martial arts school, AKA a book? And the Google's going to go and look 
at all the different books. And if you got a thicker book with more content, the librarian will be more confident that this book is about that subject. If you only have like three pages, then it's like, oh, I, I don't, I can't even, it doesn't even have a spine. I can't even see what it is. So more content is always better. Don't be afraid of duplicating pages. And what I mean by that is like, if you've got, um, like multiple services or offerings at your business, make a page for each one. And it can be very similar, but you just want to switch up the copy a little bit to be like, what is different about this service versus this service? What you don't want is one page that highlights all your services. So for example, if your website has one page and it's constructed, it says our services. And then on that page is all the different things you do. That's going to be really bad. It's not, you're not going to have actual, uh, you want all those pages to be their own page. Um, and then you want to use phrases that people search as headers. Oops. So let's take a look at an actual example here. If you are watching this on YouTube, this is a visual component. Congratulations. You get to see it. If you're listening to the audio version of this, check out my YouTube channel. Uh, link is in the description of this podcast and you can see what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So here's a great example. This uh, martial arts school. They have all these programs and they have pages for each one of them. So let's take a look at their jujitsu page. The header here is an exact match phrase of what people search. Winston-Salem Brazilian jujitsu classes. So that tells Google, AKA the librarian, this website, this URL has this thing and this thing, someone's searching, right? Now look at the copy itself. Header, learn jujitsu and get in amazing shape. April specials. Okay. <laughs> How great is this? It's everything I just talked about. So you want to like, what is the consumer looking for? I'm looking for jujitsu and I want to get in amazing shape. Now see what this doesn't say. It doesn't say jujitsu is an ancient Brazilian martial art that has passed down from this crazy person all the way to me. Like that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what are your customers needs? So they want to get in amazing shape and you can see every header is the same will challenge your body like never before, right? Get the most out of every workout. These are all triggers in the consumer's minds that this um, school owner got when polling his customers about what it is, what are you looking for? Like what, like you Googled me, but why do you think you need me? Um, so especially if you're like a, if you're like a service provider with like a niche, uh, offering like piano lessons. Cool. You Googled piano lessons for my kid, but why do you think you need me? Okay. Well, I heard that music is good for my child or <laughs> like, like, uh, I, you know, and if you even ask like, like, what are you hoping changes in your child's life as a result of piano lessons? You know, asking those questions will give you this copy. So if you don't know what people are searching, uh, there's a cool tool called Google Trends. Google Trends will tell you, um, it's, it's actually not very good for local stuff, but it'll tell you nationwide what people are searching. So you can search like, you know, are people searching Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu? And you can just see what more people are searching as opposed to the other. And then you can use your headers like that. Another good idea is to be heavily inspired by other cities. So Google in another town what someone does that you do and see who ranks number one and see what their website says. Like it's okay to be heavily inspired by other people. There is no professor looking to see if you've plagiarized here. Okay. Now I'm not condoning necessarily stealing, 
But I am condoning saying that can really jumpstart your creativity by looking at what a successful, like if someone else ranks number one and has a good looking website, like be inspired by that site. I mean, shoot, you can go look at 97 display websites and you can find what we do and you can be heavily inspired. I encourage you. Now, what you don't want to do is copy and paste everything. So when you copy and paste everything, a few things will happen. Number one, you're going to miss something unique, like a an instructor name or a certain thing that's unique or like, um, like you might copy and paste specials in April and then forget that you had April in there and you're going to date it. In addition to that, there is something called duplicate content. Duplicate content is when you have the same exact stuff on multiple websites that are not connected. And then Google's going to say something's weird here. And so you definitely don't want duplicate content, but you can take the content and you can scramble it up using a really cool tool called Conversion AI. Conversion AI is a artificial intelligence engine that you can put in copy and it will rewrite it better than you did in a different way. Uh, it is like stupid cheap. Uh, the CEO is my business coach. And I told him, why are you charging so little money? You should charge more money. We're talking like 25 bucks or something. So go check out conversion.ai. And it is a really cool copywriting tool that will take your copy to the next level. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Artificial intelligence is great for expanding upon existing copy, but you do need to come up with that copy yourself somehow, some way. Um, so, you know, like you, a robot can only improve something like, you know, so you start with the original good copy, which is based off of the best practices we've already talked about, and then use robots to duplicate it, make it longer, make it better, or even take someone else's and make it your own. So some homework that I will give to you all, my loyal podcast listeners. Number one, identify which areas of your website talk about you or your service and edit them to talk about the benefits that your customers will achieve. Um, go talk to a friend and ask them what they think about your copy. Um, it's often hard for us as entrepreneurs and we think about something so much, we, we become blind. And so just ask someone, maybe it's uh, one of your employees or a friend and ask them what they think or how to improve it or, or, um, get their opinion on it. Uh, second sets of eyes are always good. And then number three, begin to incorporate a habit of asking your new leads or your new members or your new customers, what drew them to you? And then write about that. Um, you don't have to do it forever, but that'll help you do a lot of customer research. Um, spend the time, get to know your customers well, get to know their core motives, not just, hey, I want to get fit. Okay, well, why do you want to get fit? Okay, I want to get fit because I got a wedding in six months. Okay, so how will you feel when you look the way you look on your wedding day? Well, I'm going to fulfill a lifelong dream or I'm going to make my, my fiance so happy or I'm going to like have the best day of my life. Okay, great. I'm going to give you that best day of your life. Enroll, sign up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like go three layers deep in your motives and that will give you beautiful copy. Uh, and remember, make it about your visitors, their needs and their stated desires. Connect your experience with their future experience and share your stories of how you helped other people just like them. Add some call to actions and wrap it up by remembering it all starts with your website. Your community impact, your reputation in your community and the lens through which your community sees you all starts with your website. So go forth, improve it, and serve your communities. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Website Agency Secrets. This has been Copywriting Best Practices. See you on the next episode.